All Issa has to do is have Travante Rhodes on the show and she'll have the holy trinity of fine, dark-skinned men. Give a fuck a lot of haters, All right, all right. Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast, y'all. I'm back at it like a bad habit. For anyone that cares, all of my technology issues have been resolved. I finally bullied Apple into fixing my laptop, and AT&T sent me a new router after I cussed out like five different levels of customer service associates, and I got a $50 credit on next month's bill. So all in all, this week's episode, we're riding on high, all right? So if you check us out on social media, you know that today is a very special episode. We're talking about one of the best shows out right now, Insecure. This is definitely an Issa Rae stand podcast. We love everything she does, but specifically Insecure. This is also a special episode because I have some very, very special guests, very near and dear to my heart. I have my sister and my cousin here. Come on, y'all. Introduce yourselves. Y'all know what to do. What up, what up, what up? I'm Nani. Hey, everybody. It's Naila. Hey, y'all. What's happening? Thank y'all so much for joining me. So, y'all, me and my sisters have been watching Insecure since day one. Every episode, every season, we're on top of it. We're caught like, look, we, we don't miss an episode of Insecure. We never miss an episode to kiki about it. So we going to get right into it. So the first thing I really wanted to touch on was what like when Insecure came on, like what it really meant in terms of representation. So like there were very few shows on even today you know, in the age of streaming services and all these different platforms, like there were not a whole bunch of shows on that had two dark-skinned Black women as the main characters, you know, two educated dark-skinned Black women, and the show wasn't all about them fighting for their damn lives. Because, <laughs> you know, when they put Black people on a show, it's about slavery. Struggle. It's about, okay. It's about struggle or it's about her overcoming welfare uh, or something to that extent. So definitely meant so much in terms of representation. It was beautiful seeing, you know, not only, you know, dark skinned women on screen, plus size women on screen. There were so many different types of diverse characters that they had and just seeing them be real as people like not you know these unattainable characters like people that are super rich living in Beverly Hills driving out like super attainable characters okay I related to Issa every day she walked into that job she hated <laughs> let me just say that me too oh amen I related to that um I related to her being like you know today is the day I quit because I don't know if y'all know but my nickname in the streets is Mrs. Quit a Job because <laughs> uh I'll quit that job <laughs> but yeah I mean what do y'all think what what were y'all's thoughts when Insecure came on what did what did it mean for you you know how did you kind of how, how did you take it I think for me it it was refreshing to mm-hmm. see black people on screen not 
you know, the typical, like you said, stereotypes, you know, struggling. And it was more so like I could relate to it because, you know, we're young adults, young professionals trying to make it, trying to see, you know, what our passions are, just, you know, trying to trying to make it. So I thought it was refreshing to see that mm-hmm. um, and to see like an all black cast. So that was my take on it. It was very refreshing to see. Absolutely. I agree. I 100% agree with everything. <laughs> now, Come on, Naila. Not the discussion I, board answer. Right. That was wonderful. I agree with I, all of those no, points. For real, though. I thought, I thought it was exciting to see people who were in the same, similar walks of life that, I, that I'm in. And, you know, they had the same career goals, trying to navigate career, life, parents, microaggressions, the whole nine of what we go through as Black women in our daily lives, from hair management to dealing with these trifling ass niggas and mm-hmm. getting cum in your Man. eye. It was just... <laughs> it was just... <laughs> oh my God. I'm dead. She was so flabbergasted. She like, was. Girl, what, you, what do you think you're doing right now? Like, what happens it in was, this process? Was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing for her. What is she? That's really embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed, <laughs> man? But absolutely, like they they were doing normal things. Like they had a a friendship that was, you know, where they were on the in, where they were on the outs. You know, they had exactly. relationship exactly like they had relationships that they had to reframe or readjust and things like that. And especially. What I think is so, because like the the central, the basis for the show is Molly and Issa's friendship. Like these niggas, they come, they go, they come literally. And it's just, they, you see the fleeting nature of all of those external things, but Molly and Issa's friendship has always been the constant of the show. And I think what's really refreshing about that is that like, we didn't watch them like bicker and argue and fight each other for five seasons. Like they they had conversations, they fell out. There was some awkwardness there. Like, I know like with my, like I'm, I, I'm a person who does, like I do have um, anxiety. And so sometimes, you know, I'm like Issa, like conversations are hard. Like if I'm beefing with you and I see you at Popeye's, I'm gonna just go to a different Popeye's. Like I'm not walking in there cause I don't wanna have this conversation. I don't wanna have this conflict. Um, And I've had similar situations where like, you know, I've had this friend for like years and now we on the outs because, you know, just some feelings and feelings are fleeting. You know, they're ever changing. They're, they're never stagnant. They're never, they're never static. Excuse me. Like they're always something that's changing. And especially like, what was it? Season three when they had the falling out or was it season four? I think it was season, the end of season three when they had the falling out, but then like season four and how they worked through it and got right. back to like got the back through it. And the you. awkwardness of just getting back into that same mm-hmm. place that you are in. And that's just how it goes. I'm glad they even depict that this was just all good all the time because that's just not how it is. It's not and at it, all. In any type of relationship, friendships or, or otherwise. Yeah, and it wasn't catty. So I mean Absolutely. I can definitely I can definitely relate to the whole friendship thing because I've had a couple falling outs where mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, that awkwardness and then to the point where 
we just don't talk anymore. Right. But with, with Issa and Molly, you know, even though they had that awkwardness, they were still able to, you know, work through it. So they, sh- they, sh- Insecure kind of show, um, even though like they had that awkwardness in their friendship, they were able to kind of work through it. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, how some friends are just, you know, it may not, they may not come together. Like mm-hmm. in, in my case, I had a friend where we just, we just don't talk. So like, it's no, it's not any ill will, but it was, or, you know, evil or bad feelings toward that person. It's just, you know, some people just don't work out. So I was glad they kind of showed that where it was just like they had the awkwardness where they had, you know, their ups and downs, but they're working through it. And it wasn't catty because, you know, black, they like showing black women just catty, not right. really, you know, working through their issues with mm-hmm. one another. Just arguing so, and bickering. And yeah, just arguing, other. bickering. And the insecure didn't show that. So, yeah. And then I, also, it wasn't a fake friendship where yeah. they, where they, where there's passive aggressive tones and how they deal with each other. They had a true, genuine love for each other. And you really see this, you really see that in this uh, season. And how Molly steps, not Molly, but Issa steps in and helps Molly mm-hmm. um, when her mom is in the hospital and Molly right. has to go to the retreat. She's bringing her family, um, she's bringing Molly's family food and just giving her updates and just really being that supportive friend and then really stepping up and helping her out and helping her get through it. So Absolutely. I, that's, Even though I she really, lost her dog. But they got it back though. <laughs> they got it back. That whole thing was just so like, why guys? Why? They, first of all, they were not looking for that damn dog. Okay, <laughs> at no, they all. Weren't. They no, was they just weren't. chilling. They was they was cruising down the street in a six foe. But yeah, I think especially this season, like really showing. And I, what I think especially is very very poignant is that their friendship is stronger now. Like yes, uh, they were they I were agree. much more. They're much more emotionally raw with one another. And I think, because I think a lot of times for Black women, especially, it's hard for us to come together and be like, I love you, girl. Like, genuinely. Like, you know, I care about you. Like, those kind of things. Because of those, you know, those passive-aggressive undertones. Like, I've had homegirls in the past where it's like, it's hard for me to express genuinely that I care about them because it feels like a competition. Like, what you competing with me for, girl? Like, you know. Or is one-sided. Yeah, definitely. it's not reciprocal. Like you're doing all of this for this person, right? And they aren't doing the same. Cause, child, let me tell you, I had a homegirl what like two years ago, and I met her through a mutual friend. We all became really, really close, and she had a lot going on in her life. I so she was in a abusive relationship. I went and I got her. Uh, third, I went. I drove thirty minutes across the city at three o'clock in the morning one night, and I moved her out of her abusive boyfriend's apartment. I also moved her in to another apartment and let her stay with me for a while. And after she got herself on her feet, she fucking blocked me. Like, <laughs> so, and it's not like you were asking, like you were asking or exp- expecting anything. It's no. just like again that whole being reciprocal, like absolutely, and it's it's difficult. Like I understand that, and like because like same for Molly and Issa, like they both knew that they were at different points financially. Like look at fucking Molly's apartment, like she got this high rise, you know, fancy, fancy, fancy. Issa living the projects. And so you, they know they're. I mean, she is a building manager, though. Yes, yeah, she has moved up in the world. She exactly. has free housing. 
she has moved up in the world. But like Molly and Issa knew that they were different points financially. And I really think that there, there were definitely some moments of tension when they were going through that awkwardness, but that was never like the center point. Like Molly was never like, girl, look, I'm always carrying your broken. Like that was never the center point. Obviously, like when you already like frustrated with somebody, like when they pressing you about money or something like that, it can be frustrating. And we did get that scene at the grocery store when Molly was like, a little frustrated because Issa's asking for her to pay for her groceries and what season was that I don't remember that I don't even remember but you remember they was at the grocery store together uh, this was when Molly was I mean Issa was in transition wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. when um this is when they started to started to really have that fallout yeah so I would say that was at the season when they were uh when they got into it at my at Issa's uh block party her first block party mm-hmm. oh, remember that that's right, right. It was like, like right when she right. that Right when she first started dating Asian Bay, like right around yep. the beginning of that. You know yep. what? True. Because like when yeah, you're already true. when you're already like frustrated with somebody because of other issues in your friendship. Yeah, everything they do yeah. just annoys you. It annoys you. You just be looking like, look at that bitch over there breathing so <laughs> motherfucking loud. Like why she got to breathe so loud? Like, and I've had those moments of tension. I think because like the two, my two longest friend relationships are both men so those relationships look a little different for me but like the the longest female relationship that I do have I think it does involve a considerable amount of, a considerable amount of reciprocity given that the friendship hasn't lasted very long but I've like we have genuinely said to each other like girl I love you and it feels genuine and it doesn't feel like a competition so it also shows how you know um black women they're able to have a, like a, a circle yeah like I have a circle mm-hmm. too like that's as far as like my friends where mm-hmm. I can lean on um I could talk to we go through things um I've had friends you know since I was in kindergarten and we're still you know friends to this day so I like that on insecure it shows like the the sister circle yeah um that you t- typically don't see Absolutely. every every day or on screen as far as black women. Yeah. And then another really piece important. to that too is considering um and now I'm blanking on their name, but Kelly and um, Tiffany. Tiffany, how they how they factor in their how they factor into yes. the representation of black women having friends. Um they have also I think Kelly has been a stronger friend, but that's not to say t- Tiffany isn't a good friend, but she's also had some mental health things that she's mm-hmm. been struggling with. So how they really step up. And in a lot of friend groups, there are some smaller groups where they have some friends that have longer relationships and have yeah. stronger relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's generally Molly and Issa and then Kelly and Tiffany. They're, they're, the, they're the, the best friends with each other. So, but they still manage to really have a be a supportive group. And especially in this last episode that we watched, where they had the uh the they the, when they were hanging out they were supposed to go to dinner mm-hmm. they were supposed to go to the spa but all their plans got changed up and how they even though they don't see each other every day and they're not kicking in every day they get they pick up right where they left off absolutely it's like there never was any break in how they spent time with each other mm-hmm. absolutely that that's super important and I think like one of the other things is that like how in a group like that like when you have those breakout friendships like the the Kelly and the Tiffany and then the Issa and the Molly like mm-hmm. those breakout like Issa was still able to rely on Kelly and Tiffany when Absolutely. she was having the thing with Molly yep. 
And they were Absolutely. both just there to remind her, like, no, like, this ain't beef. Y'all just going through it. Like, you just need to talk about it. Like, they were just really there for them to remind us. Speaking of this last episode, let's get right on into it, y'all. Because let me just tell you, this season, I am scared about this direction. So... Look, we apologize anybody that's listening that is not caught up, but you about to get this tea child. Because, look, I, everybody knows if you follow me on Twitter, I am a proud member of the Daniel Hive. I have been begging Easton to bring back Daniel since he left in season two. And I think it is unfair that he's just written off like he didn't matter. OK, I love Daniel and we miss him. Kelly and Tiffany love him too. They all voted that he that was her finest lover. He certainly was. Like Lawrence Man, is fine. But Daniel is fine, honey. Daniel is that's fine. Like the kind of fine that's just disrespectful. Like fine. Mm. because man I really like (laughs) this season I am so anti Issa and Nathan's relationship I really am I same I just feel like Issa I just feel like Issa is just doing this because she's trying to fill a void and she really misses Lawrence I agree that's the only reason I'm like what is this connection like this whole Issa Nathan connection just I, I just don't I'm not here for it. Put it that way. Girl. Yes, I am so very like, and it just, it doesn't even feel like that they want to be together. This no, it don't. Like, it doesn't feel natural. It feels like this is just the best timing for it to happen. Like, exactly. You know, exactly. he's a single, Nathan's single. Because like every time they have a little moment, it's like, why are y'all here? Like, it's so forced. It is it's forced. so forced. Because, you know, like, and look, because y'all know I was mad on that episode when they, Issa and Nathan got into that, that freaking argument. And Nathan want to call her inconsistent, talk about she wishy-washy. Oh, but you didn't have none of that energy for the nigga at the barbershop that had you pressed like a fresh dry clean, okay? Uh, Niggas love not a Not a dry clean, girl. A press like a fresh dry clean. Okay, that taking their anger out on you. Absolutely. Have that same energy for the nigga who called you crazy or whatever he said. He, he said, worry you. about your own bipolar ass. Bipolar, yes. Yeah, he he stood there silent. She didn't say a word. Side, as a church mouse. Okay, you could hear a pin drop. That press had starch in it, honey. Nice, crisp <laughs> look. And he want to have all this smoke for Issa. I don't, I, what, what Carisha say? I don't like that. I don't, play I, don't, I don't like that either. I don't play like that. So, okay, because Issa, what she, what, what she say? Because Issa always talking about my man, my man, my man, my man. Your man left you for dead, ho. <laughs> Your man left you for dead, ho. Like, look, and it was, it was really a bitch move was when he was like, oh, one week you crying in my mouth. Okay, so now you want to throw that in her face? Exactly. He's just weird to but me. Nathan just gives me weird vibes. He, he does. He wants we, all the breaks in the world. Since he was, what was that? The episode or the season he came about. When did they meet? I forgot what episode or what season they. I don't know, but remember they, they met it, in the lift or no? Yeah, they met in the lift. In the lift when he beat he up that. He just gives me. He just gives me weird vibes. I just, I, I was never a fan of Nathan. Me either, bro. And that's what I don't get. Like, Nathan beat that nigga up in the Uber. Like, he gave him the hands. But you not finna beat this dude up? And he just said, worry about your own bipolar ass? You should have swung. 
you know dudes pick and choose they really do pick and choose that was so crazy but the the I think they are having like they seem to have productive conversations with one another. Like every time they get into a spat, it seems like they're able to communicate through it well enough. Like Ooh, Issa and Nathan. Yeah, Issa and Nathan. Like remember after the party, they were talking and he's like, okay, well, this is what I want. And she's like, okay, this is what, like the communication is healthy enough, but I guess I'm still not here for it. Me either. But and especially because like Nathan has too many, too many things to handle from his past. Like, look at the relationship he has with his one cousin. Like exactly. You beefing with his wife. Like, come on now. Like, look. What? I mean, is she I mean, she has every reason to have her concerns if you coming in and out of their house honestly at all times of night. Yeah. So like she has some she has some concerns and they're valid. They are valid. And remember, like she only took the wrath because she she said she would play the villain so that he wouldn't lose that connection with his cousin. Because it was him that wanted to put Nathan out. And she was just like, no, just tell him it was me. Like, that's your cousin. Like, he he doesn't have anybody else like. And I get that. I get it, though, because like if Nathan didn't have his cousin, he wouldn't have nobody else. All his people in Houston exactly so I get it personally I'm a if it's on my chest I'm gonna get it off of me type of person but you know <laughs> to each their own because I'm gonna put you out okay you can't be running in and out and in and out of my house and my kids live here exactly you it's just the it's the inconsideration for me and I'm like you got all of this stuff that you got to work out like you somebody call, somebody said one of your triggers and you froze like that's that's not healthy it is not healthy for you to just freeze like you have to learn how to work through those type of things so I think Nathan needs to like actually start dealing with his mental with his mental health like go consistently see a therapist like exactly go do something like you can't just what happened to that wasn't he seeing a therapist or wasn't he in therapy when you know what I don't remember if they said it but from the perception it just seemed like he was in Houston living his best life when he disappeared so basically no basically it's giving not at all yeah basically it's giving Uh, I didn't I didn't do anything exactly I'm not gonna work on anything it's giving he was at the club that's what he was doing in Houston he was at Magic City because he wasn't at therapy so fight demons okay demons (laughs) off his back (laughs) <laughs> that's all niggas love to say that i've been fighting demons like you are yeah the demons, you need sir. to fight the de- demons and go to therapy is what you Honestly, need to do because it's not it's not working whatever nathan's doing it's not working and i think like Issa clearly is still being pulled by her feelings for lawrence and it, it just it's it very is. unfinished it's very unfinished it is. like the I little conversation like, they had when they were outside of his car, like that, there was no acknowledgement there. There was no, I don't, she didn't get, she didn't get closure. And like, I mean, whatever closure, that, whatever that was, I don't feel that it wasn't. It was easy. Yeah, it, it was, was easy way out. It was so she easy She didn't get her. the closure she needed. No, it was easy for her to be like, oh, well, well, let's just not do this. Even when, like, Issa wanted, she, I feel like she at least wanted to try. But should she have tried? Well, sh- should I mean, she with a whole child? It's messy, but it is honestly, it's a workable situation. Like, would I mean, you have tried? Right. Ah, look. 
I would no because that baby like for me the baby too fresh like if the baby was three sure but the baby is a newborn like it's a baby like it's like three months old the baby's too fresh and however I do think of the space from Issa has given Lawrence time to become a better father because he's just able to prioritize that instead of trying exactly. to prioritize a relationship that's what he needs to be worried about so parenting because Ben he was he was giving deadbeat. Man, wasn't he? He was giving deadbeat. Like, niggas but always co- just want to show canola, up. But canola oil wasn't trying to let him be a father. Look, condolences was definitely doing too much. And she was definitely giving overbearing. And it was very trifling for her to just text him, hey, the baby's here. Like, she's a DoorDash driver. Like, your food's outside. Like, <laughs> girl, have somebody give him a call. So, yeah, I think it's like, uh, so the space is good. I think like, because I, I, I definitely, I'm not opposed to women being in relationships with men with kids, but I just think be, the way that it happened, like them falling out and then falling back in and then him having the baby, I think that's where the problem in lies, like the way in which the baby came about. Yeah, it's messy. It is messy. And I don't think Issa, Issa is prospering. Um, yeah. Her sister circle is like, they're tight. And I just feel like she doesn't need yeah. that type of energy exactly. in her life right now. And her career is In her career. Yeah. So I just feel like she doesn't need, Issa needs to focus on. And can we leave Nathan out of this, please? Man. Go find somebody else. That's what it is. Like you don't have to just keep cycling back to these old niggas. Like that's another. What do you all look think about the whole Krayshawn situation? Oh man, because like, look, he got what he wanted, right? Like he wanted to do all of the things he wanted to have the niggas on bikes. He wanted to have, and he got to do it all. Period. He's fresh. Like the end result was what you wanted. I understand you being mad about the fact that she did not press it more. But like you, you, there's has to be compromise. Like if you wanted her, if you wanted her to advocate for you more, you should have said that instead of being like, okay, Issa, I'll do it. Okay. Issa, I'll take the notes. You should have been like, I'm not doing this. You need to advocate for me more. And then you could have handled it in that moment, but you wait until it's over. You got the result you wanted. It went well. And now what you mad for? Exactly. Then you're going to solely her business. Man, it's giving ungrateful, it's giving tacky, it's giving entitled, it's giving trifling. Because you got what you wanted. It's giving cognitive dissonance because what are you mad about? I don't get it. That's what I'm confused about. You got what you wanted. You did did the set that you wanted to do with the bikes and everything. With no notes. With no notes. So like you said, you, you got what you wanted. What is it now? And in a partnership, he was partnering with whatever type of organization that Issa is representing. Mm-hmm. So when you have a partnership, you never get 100% of what you want. But you, he got 100%, 100% of, what of what he wants. Because he was going to do it anyway. He said, I'm going to do it anyway because that's how I am. Exactly. I'm going to do it anyway because that's how I am. And then and he want to come crawling back. Look. He fine as hell, so I'm going to let him crawl back. Girl, didn't he look good in that scene, though? When Girl, he walked up with it, when he up. kind of fine. Like, it's damn. the skin for me. It oh, is my God. Like, then he had a grill in, too. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> man, look. How are you fine as a felon? Like, that's how you know this man just too fine. Like, how you still look good and you supposed to be a convict? Like, this ain't fair. 
he he's it's just it's giving everything it needs to give he fine as hell so yeah i think that situation was really wild and for him to drag her name through the i see this is the thing i hate it when men be beefing with women on the internet like so do i like what are you why don't you're an adult like you're an adult male like give her a call like you got a problem with her give her a call like if you know how to type this tweet out then you know how to go scroll through your contacts find Issa. Or, you know, sell out whatever name you got her saved under and call her. Like, exactly. And then try to sully her business and then to come back. That's what I, I wouldn't have worked with them after that. Me to either. sully my business. Now, you, you, now you're out here giving me a brat, bad reputation because that other collective didn't want to work with her. Mm-hmm. They eventually did. But to be so inconsiderate. And that's the thing, like, for him to be talking all this empowerment uplift community type shit that was that was so left fucking feel like you don't you want to uplift the black community like i get but but here's the thing though he wasn't sullying the name of nothing but water he wasn't he wasn't talking about the white people because those exactly. are the people that told Issa they didn't want you doing all this type of thing exactly though. you're exactly. not on twitter talking about oh these white de- no you just coming at Issa because you's a bitch like and she was the third <laughs> she's just she's a liaison yeah. She's the middleman. She's the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. She was giving the message. She was giving the people who were funding Honestly. this what they wanted, and they still like this. You just so gotta you be. Just, you just gotta be strategic and smart. You just gotta play the game until you. Honestly, you just gotta play the game. For real. And he didn't get that. So he 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 did not. So look, I don't like that. Like, don't be trying. Don't be out here dragging a black woman through the mud because you're in your feelings. Like that. I don't like that. That doesn't work for me. It's just That's how white people. It just gave me an icky feeling. It reminds me of how white people try to do black folks. It is. It does, bro. Like one negative experience, and you're gonna sully her entire business. That's it. Like that's the end all be all. And that's then crazy as fuck. Didn't think anything about it either. No, bro. You but look. You know who's getting their whole entire life together though, Molly. You know, I am. I'm actually here for the 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 switch, the Look. the storyline type of the the direction it's going. I think she I, I, she's I'm, Look, I'm feeling it. She's much more patient. She's less hard on herself. She's going with the flow, like because you know Molly was walking around like she had a stick of her. She was ass. getting on my. She Molly got on my nerves for a little bit. My damn nerves, like girl, you're not better than everybody because you're a lawyer, like, and you used to work at this white ass firm, like. Don't humble yourself, girl. Because remember, you saw that white man's paycheck, so it was what it was. Um, we we not gonna act like you on top of the world because they were still paying you like a a negro, nonetheless. But she literally like now she's working well with the other associates she's like compromising on things and her ridiculous ass standards she finally done threw them out the window because let me tell you it was giving yeah it's not happening for you sis so and I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to spoil it for people who have not seen the episode look we have already spoiled most of it I think what's her partner's name? That's their Torian. Torian. I yes, Torian. That's a man. Torian was like making sure that she was taken care of. Like I, I'm actually here for this. See, okay, here's the thing. I was very on the fence about the Torian situation because remember, Molly has a tendency to let niggas sweep her off her feet. Like 
you know, Dro was talking all that stuff, like, you know, woo, 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 it was what it was. She gave him a key to her apartment. You know, she has a tendency to let man sweep her off her feet. And I, in the touring I think it's different this time. It doesn't feel yeah, like that. It kind it did at first for me, especially because, like, she was- That's really, how the timing of, yeah. of the- her mom being in the hospital. I get Yeah, that. she was head over heels for him after he was excited that her mom woke up from a coma. Like, that's very standard. If, if people are not excited that your I, mom woke up from a coma, they are evil. Like, you, you gotta, like, that's bare minimum. But I think now that the storyline has played out a little more and she is kind of taking it slow, she is kind of like, filling the situation out I could be here for it especially after that uh that 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 whole wing stop delivery that's what I was saying I was like <laughs> oh my gosh that is too cute it is cute because I am here for that I ain't even gonna cap on my shit like my standards be on the <laughs> flow sometimes so I saw that and I was like okay come through so exactly. I'm just curious. I'm curious to see. I mean, was it how many? How many more episodes do we have? Three two, two episodes two, left. Two. Okay, so I don't know how they're gonna wrap this up with that storyline in thirty minutes, girl. In thirty it, minutes. Oh no, so not got, thirty minutes. Twenty-eight minutes. Honestly, right. so between twenty-eight <laughs> and twenty-nine minutes. Because we don't never get no full thirty. She no, we don't for that. She knows she wrong. It's I'm I'm very curious. I think Torian's a decent guy, you know. Clearly he got a good job. It's just interesting how like at first they really couldn't stand each other. Like they were I mean competitors. They, they were competitors, yeah. they tolerated each other. So now to see them like, oh, being all cutesy and all this stuff and him buying stuff for her and checking Look. in on her, I'm like, okay, this is but, not what I expected. I did not this not. is not the storyline that I expected out of this season no so what did y'all so so this is all good and all but the, but they still are co-workers that so. is very interesting because it's like you don't shit where you eat like you there has to be some type of separation oh yeah Naila with HR and and like Title nine and- you know being <laughs> this in reality like what if it goes wrong like what you gonna exactly. do you gotta work with this you man. know what <sighs> I'm sorry, I got all in the emotion and whatnot. It was like, oh, it's so cute. But if you think about it, yeah, that's gonna be bad. I mean, if it if they do take it slow, if they approach this carefully, there is potential for this to work out. But on the other hand, if it don't work out, like it's gonna be hella awkward. It is. Look, I gotta see you every day. I'm petty. If I worked with my fucking a nigga that it didn't work out with, I'm hiding all your documents. Every time you send something to the printer, I'm put it in the shredder. Like you ain't getting no copies off of this printer. You better print Girl. somewhere else. Exactly. So I just his favorite mug. I'm gonna eat his lunch out the fridge. Like you ain't gonna have no peace in this office, sir. Cause I'm on your ass like white on rice. <laughs> if it was me. <laughs> Girl. Look. Um, it like, and I think like especially if molly just pumps her fucking brakes bro like because remember it was like three weeks in and she was pressing andrew to fucking talk about his crackhead sister like slow down mm-hmm. oh yeah i forgot about andrew it's time to open up allow him some space I forgot about like, i forgot about asian bay i think they could have been good together if she would have just got her fucking shit together she messed that up she definitely did like that look let, you know what let's circle asian back. bay was like you know what Said, I, I ain't putting up with this. <laughs> I ain't putting up with I'm this not shit. I don't understand. Like, who's mad because your boyfriend helped your best friend? Like, 
What? Even if y'all still decent, even if they were, because they were in a little, they were in a little touchy feely space right there. But even still, why would you be upset about that? Like she literally just needed, and all he did was send an email. It's not like she asked your boyfriend to like drive to go get the artist or something. Molly was being weird. She was on some funny style. Why are you being weird to me? She was being weird to everybody. Literally. But look, the growth in this final season has been, it's it's been a, what not a 360. It has been a 180. Can I be honest though? Come on, girl. This is, this is a safe space. Um, I know this is the last season and all, but I'm just, I just was expecting something a little bit more interesting like I'm here for the sister circle I'm here for everybody getting their lives together you know I'm prospering and everything but I just feel like this season is is a little dry that's the appeal of the show though like this is real life like sometimes it's not okay like sometimes you're right you're right sometimes your homegirl moves to a different state and you you are right promotion and you finally find a man you like and it ain't nothing but like and that's why that's very true people like that's that's what be that's what it be in real life like sometimes you know your homegirl she get a promotion she get married she have a baby like and it that just is what it is like yeah sometimes life is just boring and that and but that but that's also exciting because it's it's new for everybody bro like you know having her own thing is new to Issa she's never been her own boss before she's always True. been miserable like going mm-hmm. with the flow and not True. being not being a tight ass is new for Molly like just being able to breathe okay. And, I see what you're saying. And the, I, I, I can and see it. I you remember it. how close Tiffany and Kelly are, and them being apart is gonna be completely new for both of them. So exactly, like I think that's the excitement. It's the change. It's like the level up, and that's what I like about the show. Because if the, if it would have been on some like you know the last episode here, Issa go she working with Ty Dolla Sign. I'm like y'all doing too damn much. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was driving Lyft a month and a half ago, bro. Like it it ain't like that. Like, it's like a I guess a steady, slow progression. Yeah. And I think like because some people I saw on Twitter were like, oh, y'all just saying it's boring because y'all like toxic uh toxicity and all this. It's like, no, it's just like <sighs> some people were probably expecting something else. Cause yeah. like every season has been, you know really really good I'm not saying like this season is bad or anything Mm -hmm. or it's just like some some elements of it like some episodes may be a little bit drier than others but as you were saying like you know everybody's going through this like progression or this like type of transformation right it may not be it may not be interesting all the time it may life may not be exciting all the time Mm -hmm. right and I think this is how they're really just trying to close it out and try to do so properly give us the right ending. yeah so we, yeah. we as viewers have some sort of closure in a sense for some a show yeah. that we've watched for quite some time as well right and so i think that yeah and i think it's such an appropriate way to end insecure because like this ain't p valley like did nobody get shot last season like they literally i can't wait for p valley when is season two when look, i am ready look y'all look uh, listeners y'all down in the valley where the girls get okay. naked Look, listeners, <laughs> okay. y'all are 
y'all are definitely getting the P Valley episode in the future because that look that is my show. I love okay? P Valley, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think like because Insecure, like it's it's very tame. Like even Awkward Black Girl, her web series, it was very tame. Like you know, the episodes were about like walking down the hall and not making eye contact with people. Like nothing yeah. was. That's that's just it is what it is. It be like that sometimes. That's that's my struggle on the day to day basis. Like, do I make eye contact with this white man? He ain't wearing no mask. I don't want to look at him. Like. It's just it, that's, that's me it, that's walking down it. the hallway. Do I say hi? Do I keep walking? I I don't say shit. Somebody looked me dead in my face and said hello on the elevator today, and I just pressed the button. Damn! If you ain't got no mask on, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I, I really don't. That. Why are you breathing my air, bro? Like get away from. I, me. I feel that. But yeah, I think like the excitingness in Insecure is like everybody leveling up and just seeing that reflection because like that's us, y'all. Like. We leveled the exactly. fuck up. Like, you know, Naila is a homeowner. A homeowner. Homeowner. Okay, girl, you got a master's degree. You got this new job. You know, like we have all leveled up. And yeah, I, I can see that fear. I can and see that for sure. You know what? We wasn't, we wasn't popping bottles in the club or nothing, but we were definitely all there for each other in the process. So yeah, we were. Oh my gosh. I'm getting all emotional. I'm dead. You know, I, and honestly, like not to get off topic, but this year, I guess really looking at or evaluating like everything that's happened Mm -hmm. with us, um, and kind of seeing how like an insecure trying to draw some similarities, how like they're leveling up. And then we had a lot of like exciting things or a lot of changes in our lives, not Mm -hmm. necessarily like bad or anything, but like just a lot of things has, has transpired and occurred this mm-hmm. year with us mm-hmm. as well. And so. life imitates art. So art Im- art sure imitates does. life. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. And I think that's what, that's why I am so connected to this show because I'm like, damn, like I have connected to Issa at every single solitary phase of her growth. And right. I have seen someone from my life reflected in a character on the mm-hmm. show and that kind of representation Same. that kind of representation is crucial like you know it's it's important like it's it's enough to fuel a generation bro but are you all gonna go through like a grieving process like I'm already period. going through it once it's over because it. it's like uh now what am I gonna watch uh, on Sundays at 8 p.m and right you know what yeah. other show is gonna like top that caliber of seeing black excitement exactly and Um, yeah I'm already going through the grooving process because I can't believe she's doing us like this like how dare you cancel the show but I know it's because her and her staff have amazing new opportunities that they would like to take on and I think a part of that like mourning the show but we can also be excited because I know Issa is about to be in her bag we about to get we're about to get more series. We're about to get movies. Mm-hmm. We're about to get web content. We're getting everything. Like she's about to right. play us. So it's like we're there, there's a morning for the show, but there's also the excitement for knowing that not only Issa, but a lot of the black people that she put on, you know, a lot of the black people that she took a chance on, they're gonna be producing stuff as well. That's like, true. She put a lot of people on. Yeah. That's so that's all about. That's that literally. We stand. Issa Rae on this podcast okay so look, and that's facts and that's <laughs> facts okay 
look thank you so much everybody for joining us for episode 15 for the official Issa Rae stand podcast thank you to my beautiful sisters for joining me thanks for having us the era this was fun yes Yes. it was we are definitely going to have to have everybody back there is one sister missing but that's because she don't watch insecure (laughs) y'all you gonna hear from her (laughs) in the future but yes like look I hope you know, I'm giving y'all two episodes this week because last week, you know, the internet had me fucked up. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope we catch you tomorrow for episode 16, the special two episode drop. And until then, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great week. And I hope this was a good way to end your Tuesday. All right. Namaste, everybody. Take care. See you later.